Hi, my name is Nathan Macri. Welcome to episode 22 of Press YYZ. You can follow us on Twitter at Press YYZ if you want information about the show. We film live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv Press YYZ in, li- in front of a live uh, digital audience. I'm your host. I've got several people with me here today. They're all new. Uh, I'm going to introduce them to you. We've got Mitch. Mitch, welcome to the podcast for the first time. Believe victims. Hello, Mitch. Mitch. Uh, and then we've got AJ. AJ, how are you doing? It's so good, guys. The game is so good. Your guitar is broken. Yeah, pretty it's, it's much. Not, it's not tuned very well. Did uh, the game teach you nothing? What game are we talking about? It taught about? me some things. Just move on. It's okay. We'll get to it. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, we've got Cozy. Cozy, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. I don't really, like, I'm pretty much, like, just room temperature of the men right now. Okay. And finally, Alex Ballant. How are you doing Hello. this fine you afternoon? You wanted to know what game we were talking about? We're talking about The Last of Us Part 2. Is that yeah, a big game? Boy. Yeah, are you know, it's this little that? indie title. People are yeah, excited about it. I've never heard sold. of it. something like that. Yeah, it sold a lot of copies in its first couple of weeks being available. Well, it's only been available for, like, five days, but, you know. <laughs> I... I, I Okay, I was playing it up for the the listening audience who doesn't get this show until the end of the week. Come on. Fair enough, I guess. Then it would have been out for one week. Yeah. Who yeah, here? I don't, I don't. I don't math well. I'm sorry. So <laughs> here, tired, guys. I've been staying up real late to play The Last of Us almost every night. So I'm gonna just take a guess when we're talking about what you guys are playing. I'm gonna assume a bunch of y'all have played The Last of Us Part Two. Is is that the case? I think yes. everyone here, other than you, has been playing The Last of Us Part Two. I have not played it yet. Okay. <gasps> so. All right then. We, we have a spoiler cast you coming can't. up. Uh, I can turn off the stream then. No, <laughs> please don't do that. Uh, we have a spoiler cast coming up, so I don't want to spend too much time on it right now. I just want to get the quick... Uh, uh, Alex, you've beaten it twice, or you've platinumed it. I right? finished the game twice, and I have platinumed it a bit. You are correct. Okay, and AJ, yeah. you... In less than a week. What the hell's wrong with you? You've beaten it, AJ? Yeah, I... I uh... I, I played all the way through it. Uh, I binged it all this weekend, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed uh, every moment of it. Okay. Yes. Mitch, yeah. how far um, are you in? Uh, well, I spent this past weekend spending some time with my family now that COVID restrictions are starting to loosen a anyway. little bit in Ontario. Spending time with family is never overrated unless it's your racist uncle. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say I was talking with AJ a little bit about this offline. AJ, what would you think? I'm, I'm maybe like 60% of the way through? Yeah. 70? Six, yeah. You're over halfway for sure. I, I'm planning to get it done before the next episode we record. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, re- really quick um, for those of us who have played it. How do you feel like as like... Ignoring the story and spoilers, how do you feel as a game and gameplay? It is infinitely better than the first one. It, yes. On a it's game a ma- level, it is amazing. The combat mm-hmm. is quick, it's brutal as hell, and mm-hmm. also just like all the mechanics. They there's this really good like this like Greg Miller from Kinda Funny has has talked about how it's like every encounter you get in combat wise, you always feel like you're on the edge constantly of running out of bullets running out of resources running out of health and you just barely slip by every single time and i think it perfectly encapsulates the theme of the last of us part two yeah Yeah. i i I echo a lot of that i think the the game like mechanically is spectacular i've never seen or played a game that feels quite like this the fact that okay this this people may call this light spoilers but it's just a mechanic in the game there are safes in the game. 
Oh, the safe cracking. I've it's a collectible. There, I, it, it's there's a collectible in the game, yeah. See, I was you concerned can... for a second there of like, oh my god, are you going to spoil something like really major? And it's like, I've heard there about safes the safes, I feel. No, no. I've heard about safes yes. more than anything else about this game over the, the fact past week, that I you feel. Can crack this, you can crack the safe <sighs> just on sound alone. Like, there are hints everywhere as to what the combinations to these safes are, but there have been a couple times where I haven't found those, but I've run into the safe, and I've spent the time to listen for the pins drop in these safes, and every little noise in the game has a purpose. Every every Ooh. dialogue line has a purpose. Every note you find... Like, there's a purpose behind everything you can potentially find in this game, and it's... Fuck. I've never seen another game do anything <laughs> that, that, near that this. That pisses me... That pisses me off because I never even thought to to use the sound of the oh, no. safe <laughs> and the pins dropping. Yeah. And I like I don't know if I found every safe specifically. You would know, but you know yeah, I didn't get the achievement. Yeah. I know there was, I know there was one. Um, let's not get let's not get too yeah. deep into it. There was no not we're not yeah. going to get deep at all into that. There was one that I just could not figure out what the clue was trying to lead me towards. Like right. the, like and, and I, I was just. Fuck, you know what? I'm sorry, I slammed my guitar. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to strum another no, song. Yeah, almost. Um, I feel like the only the thing he knows is smoke on the water. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew you are my sunshine at one point, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, Combat-wise and everything, I, I, I like it, it. Yes, it does feel really good, but I think my one criticism of it would be the stealth aspect of the game. Okay. Um, and like... So? Well, I so okay. So Blessing mentioned that he like uh, Blessing Adeoye Jr. on Kind of Funny. He mentioned in the review and I think in the spoiler cast uh, so specifically, like he felt like the encounters that he was having. He yes, he was pushed up to the edge and everything, but he felt like at a certain point there was opportunity to uh, escape and dodge and avoid the encounter at, at a certain point and. I never felt that. I I always felt like, specifically, like the the game wanted me to uh, clear out all the enemies before I moved on, hmm. right? Um, and it, it it was a little bit off putting when you'd get to that exit of of whatever stage, and like you go through a door, and suddenly like your character who just spent five minutes in this empty arena looking for any secrets um, is like panicking, trying to close the door and lock it behind them because somebody's right on their ass. Okay. Which in my experience was never the case because so, I um, never felt like it was possible. So there's some ludo narrative dissonance with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay there, there was at least a cut, like everyone's experience is going to be different. There were at least two encounters that I can remember that I either ran through because I felt like I was going to be overwhelmed and just got to the objective and moved on, or there was a a very there was a stealth way to get around everything, and that's what I did. Okay. So yeah. everyone's going to approach it differently, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I I just had a hard time finding the the stealth path through these encounters. It wasn't always so, stealth. I'm going to yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah. So Which just book your really ass because you are not going to get through this. And ev eventually I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go over here and try and pick people off. And then when they find me, I'm going to run to the other side of the map and pick people off until they're all gone. Okay. Let's put a pin in this then and we'll come I back just to, wanted it. to I just wanted oh, sorry, to go ahead, one Alex. more thing. Just with the platinum, 
it is such a great list. I absolutely loved it. It's basically just beat the game. You don't. There's no difficulty trophies and get all the collectibles. That's but how are those? It. How are the multiplayer trophies? Oh, I mean, you know, <laughs> they were tough, but I managed to get through you know. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just gotta say, I mean, you're not trophies. wrong. You got all the multiplayer trophies. Yeah. Technically. There are no multiplayer trophies. There's no multiplayer in The Last of Us Part Two. For the people who are listening and aren't sold on it that's part of the game and yeah. nathan was just being funny yeah. yes but I, it's a I, great it's a great list especially compared to the first game i just know mm -hmm. people complain about the multiplayer trophies in the first game so yeah um anyways so that's great i'm glad you guys are enjoying it uh some of these one of these days i should get around to playing the first one and then maybe i'll play the second one yeah absolutely it's do pretty it. solid yeah. um i've heard good things believe it or not it still holds up uh, pretty good yeah, uh, I spent a little bit of time this week uh, playing Persona 5 Royale. It's a good nice. game. How far uh, are you? Which palace just, are you on? Just finished the second palace. Okay. So I'm not, like, diving... Like, I don't want to... Last When I played the first one, I just, like, played 120 hours of it straight. Mm -hmm. And, like, That's, I want to yeah. space it out a little more. Uh, so I'm still waiting for him to get his calling. No, I sorry. I beat the boss at uh, the Madarame, but now I'm just waiting for the time limit to hit. Okay. See, uh, so, so I've been. I also have been playing Persona Five, just trying to do the catch up back to the point where I can start getting to the new content. And yep. I, uh, I just finished the fourth palace, which uh, is Futaba's. Oh yeah, Futaba's. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, like it's still it's still great. I mean, it's just it's really nice just speed running through it. I've also been because I've been trying to speed run it, and I don't really care about like sitting down and playing it. I've actually been taking advantage of a uh, PlayStation Remote Play, Ooh, which surprisingly yeah. is works way better than I'd expect. I've been playing like so. What are you playing the Remote Play on? Uh, phone? Uh, Vita? I've done it on laptop? both my I've done it on both my iPhone X and my laptop, like my okay. MacBook. Yep. So the thing is also my PS4 is on a Wi-Fi connection as well. So the fact that it's working as well as it is connecting over Wi-Fi to another device connecting over Wi-Fi is kind of astounding. I've also now done it in a completely different house as well. Um, just like trying to see like how far I could push it. Here's the thing is I can tell that there's the input lag. It's pretty noticeable. But with a game like Persona, it almost yeah. doesn't really matter. So it's been a really, really cool experience. And more than anything, I just kind of like the, the niche like, oh, this is dope that I don't have to sit at my TV and play this. Yeah, I played a little... I played a little Death Stranding that way, and I went, the two connections that I had, I didn't notice any of that lag. Okay, well, I wanted to ask you, like, uh, spoiler-free as possible, how would you say that uh, Persona 5 Royal compares with The Last of Us? Um, Ooh, that's a juxtaposition. That's a, that's a really interesting comparison. Because, like, compared to apples yeah, and it is, it, it's fortuitous that right now you so happen to be playing both of those games side-by-side side with each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, it is kind of like, I, I do get a, a sense, like, it's nice having the direct comparison of one game that's, like, just ultra dark, and, like, just there's no, like, there's almost no joy anywhere to be found, to then, I don't know what's happening with my camera, um, but then to, like, get to something that's a little bit more positive, a little bit more, like, slice of lifey. It's not the best comparison right now, because, like, with Persona, I'm just trying to speed run through it where like with last of us i was really taking my time with everything um but yeah like it's a really really contrasty 
games to be playing side by side, especially even the gameplay where The Last of Us is a lot faster, where, you know, it's a turn-based RPG. Um, also, just like in Persona, there's so much dialogue that sometimes feels a little unnecessary with like the characters, <laughs> the characters, like the characters constantly having, having to reflect on their light gray justice if it's justified. It's like, we're taking out the literal worst people on the planet. Is that really, should we really be doing this? It's just kind of like, okay, we don't need this for the fifth time of them questioning, is their justice actually right? So, you know, I actually have qualms with that because I think some of the people aren't great, don't get me wrong. But I think the only one that, like, is really a really, 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 like, despicable person is uh, Kamoshida. Yeah. I mean, Uh, I I just, I feel like the shadow versions of all of them, just, like, they go really above and beyond of just being like, wow, these Mm -hmm. people really are terrible. And I know it's supposed to be an over an, ex- an over exaggeration of how terrible they are, but like it almost feels like to excess at some point. Well, we'll have uh, several more weeks of us talking about this because it's going to take me a few more weeks to get through the game at least. Yeah, and I've still uh, got a few more weeks left before I get the platinum. So, because uh, I'm curious to hear your uh, thoughts on the new semester once we get there. Although spoiler free, if I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, I-, I checked out and made sure that I'm going to max out the guys uh, thing I need to max out to make sure I get there. Um, don't make the same same mistake Alex did. So uh, let's uh, switch this and uh, talk about Grandfather Pillows. Is that a new yeah. game, AJ? No. So um, as I mentioned earlier this year, my grandfather uh, passed away. Um, mm. And I inherited, uh, you know, some of his old things. Um, and I picked out uh, a couple shirts and gave them to my girlfriend and she made pillows out of them. And so I just That's put that amazing. in the dock because I wanted to give her a shout out for her amazing handiwork on this thing. And, you know, it's, it's a shirt my grandfather used to wear. And now he's a pillow. Can you, share, can you send me a picture of that? I'd love to show my wife. She would yeah, uh, go crazy over absolutely. that. Absolutely. I'll do that. Perfect. Yeah. No, that's, that's really cool. Really, really cool. Um. All right, well, let's segue here into, uh, we've got some Pokemon talk, uh, Pokemon Isle of Armor. Um, Mitch, have you played that as well, or just Cozy? Uh, I talked about it last week. Oh, you did, yes, right. the day we recorded last week, and I beat it that day. <laughs> uh, like I said, there isn't a lot of content to it, uh, at least from a main story perspective, but I, I enjoyed my time with it. I'm still going to get back to it cause, and explore more of the new wild area because it's way more detailed than the old one but you were asking about this because of cozy not me yeah cozy yeah i've been uh, playing it a bit on stream as you can see in the footage up above right now uh i'm really enjoying this i think that you know if they just said hey in the new isle of armor expansion your pokemon can follow you around or hey you're going to be able to train up a cool new fighting type legendary pokemon or hey, you're going to have a lot of cool new Pokemon to catch and add to your Pokedex. Those, each individually alone, would have been cool. And so I think that it's really cool that the Isle of Armor expansion is filled with all these things all at once. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Crown Tundra, if the, like, the quality of this DLC is anything to go by. So I haven't played the DLC, but my son's been playing it a lot, and he really, really likes it. He's trying to find all these diglets with special hair. Uh, yeah. So he can get a, a Bulbasaur, or no, he's got a Bulbasaur. He a, wants a, lo- to get a Alolan Diglets. Yeah, Alolan Diglets. There's a bunch of Pokemon that you can get for basically collecting certain increments of the Alolan Diglets. 
Yeah, you you do get a gift, Squirtle or Bulbasaur, that have the ability to Gigantamax, mm, which is new yeah. for the Isle of Armor expansion, which is probably yeah. what he was referring to. Yeah. As you, like there are 151 Diglets to find on the Isle of Armor, so it's another collectible quest, which is 151. All the, all, it, it's what all a this DLC number. seems to be for the most part from a, a quest perspective. Okay. Uh, but at certain intervals of collecting these, you do get gift Alolan. I think they're Alolan forms, right, Cozy? With their hidden abilities. So they're pretty uh, yeah, unique in that fashion. Correct. So, okay. Yeah. Keep the Pokemon talk going. Last week we had a little Pokemon Direct and they announced uh, the new Pokemon Snap. But I see you've been playing just regular Pokemon Snap. How's that? Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, I booted up the old Wii U this last weekend and uh, bought and downloaded and played through the entirety of the N64 version of Pokemon Snap, which I never played before because I never owned an N64. And oh, really? So you're playing yeah. it on the, the Wii U. Does it do... I know it's the N64 game, but does it do anything with the, the Wii U gamepad or is it just no. the N64? No. no it's oh, that's just... disappointing. <laughs> I, I did play it entirely on the gamepad, though, because other people were using the TV uh it's fun i enjoyed it quite a bit the, the controls being an n64 game they're a sure. little Wonderly. not great because that controller was very not great yep um and i can't wait to see what they do with new pokemon snap on the when, switch just when you based say, on what i experienced from this when you say you beat it did you just play through it all the way to mew the once yes. or did you just the ones you, did you didn't go back and like see all the other areas that you may have unlocked I, I, I replayed areas a few times with the different tools you unlock a, along the way, and I enjoyed my time with it. It was worth yeah. the 10 bucks I spent on it. Okay. How much um, How much did you rely on guides to figure out all the puzzles in the game? A lot. Yeah. Okay. I've See, always been a guide guy. That, that's one of those things where, like, in my mind, I remember kind of figuring out all of snaps various puzzles on my own but i definitely didn't like i definitely relied on like a combination of guide and help from friends and you know ultimately it allowed me to really enjoy that game but i suppose that's something i it's going to be interesting to see how much they rely on puzzles in the next game and how easy or challenging they make them because i'm i'm all for like making them including some like really esoteric puzzles that force you to like really replay the levels and experiment a lot but yeah i can understand them being hesitant to do so yeah. i'm re i'm for really sure. curious about the new one uh i might actually want to give it a shot because i enjoyed this one i remember playing it back in the day on the n64 although i'm sure it wouldn't feel the same exactly now so that was announced at the pokemon direct last week i'm going to segue into a little bit of news because this feels like the perfect time to just do a small segue. it absolutely is um but we had a pokemon direct this morning where we thought we were going to get something really big uh we did we did we did um pokemon just, moba just wasn't for us yeah uh pokemon unite was announced i was watching with my son and my son's like is this it dad it was like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Honest, honestly, I watched the trailer for that, and like, I think it looks pretty good for a MOBA. Like, it, it make it seems to fit and kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, I I, I I I put a few hours into Dota two, uh, like years ago, but you know, and I used to watch like the international, like it was a real sport. Um, but the you, you know and i never i never personally got into league or anything but like yeah this this seems like fun it looks like like there are five of us here we should probably do something with that do we have to i really don't yep. want to i think we kind of have to we have to now 
So, in my case, I for a really long time have been wanting a really good Pokemon game where you play as a Pokemon that's not the Mystery Dungeon games. The Mystery Dungeon games have their place in the fandom, they have great stories, but I've never really loved the way in which, like, I've never loved the way that those games feel. I never loved the kind of jerky way that you, like, stop and go and move around the dungeons. And I'm looking forward to, like, even if I don't get into the competitive scene of this game, I'm just looking forward to kind of, like, journeying around the map and swiping at things as a Charizard. Yeah, my my, my son will want to play because, you know, he's playing that uh, Poke Cafe Mix game today and yesterday since it came out. So Yeah, yeah I, played, like that? I, I played a little bit of that, too. It's... Uh... It's something. I can definitely see where they're going to try to take all of your money, Nathan. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm not letting that happen. He's not allowed to have money for those type of things. <laughs> that, on, honestly, that's my biggest concern with uh, Pokemon Unite is yeah. what does the what does the microtransaction model look like? I've gone well, down the rabbit hole of a game that had an IP that I cared about that took a lot of my money on mobile. I'm not doing that again. If so it, I probably won't play this. If it's a MOBA, my guess is it'll it's be probably doing... Yeah, it'll be skins and it will be but, unlocking... But, like, if you want to unlock this specific Pokemon, you'll have to pay to do it. They'll rotate but, well, through your Pokemon that are available to choose. Other than Shiny, what other skins would... I mean, there's like 45 different versions of Pikachu, but other than that, I don't know. Yeah, other, yeah gonna, well, it's you, just hats. I mean, based on some of the stuff that's been in Pokemon Go, I'd imagine you can have stuff like... For example, the clone version of Blastoise and Charizard based on their appearance in the first Pokemon movie, or for hats. example. Or, or like, yeah. yeah, birthday hats. Sunglasses. Um, yeah, like exactly. Halloween I, yeah. costumes. I still don't feel like there's, like, if you look at the, the Steam Marketplace and look at all the cosmetics that are available for all the Dota, 100 plus Dota characters, like, I don't see, I, don't, I just can't connect the two, like. The, I, costumes. I, I need to see what that looks like. I will probably like give it a shot because it is free to play, but I won't stick with it. But this announcement wasn't meant for us. Is it? No. Is this it, announcement. Is it on I was the just going to say that it is on the Switch and it's okay. on mobile. Which okay, the so Switch version doesn't really matter for the market that they're trying to get into yeah. with this game, and that's China. But it is this cross play. Is, yeah. It's cross play, but this is being yeah. this is a collaboration with Tencent. It's being developed yeah. by the same studio that developed. Um, Call of Duty Mobile and some other free-to-play mobile MOBA that's name is escaping me at the moment. Arena of Valor, I think, is the mm, the yes, one I'm I've thinking of. Or, so I, it, it is more of a way of getting a Nintendo IP into a style of game that is popular in a market that Nintendo typically has not been able to penetrate. Okay. So if they can make the most profitable license in the world, being Pokemon, something that appeals to a Chinese audience, they're going to make hand over fist like this this pokemon presents was not meant for us it was meant for their investors and it probably should have been handled in a different way yeah. it's interesting after watching this i went on the youtube sphere to see what other content creators thought of this and i was surprised to see how many people had a negative reaction to it because i thought it was yeah even though it's not meant for me i still thought it looked fine and I do wonder how much of that is just sort of resentment towards Tencent and the company's sort of like tendency to make these very like gotcha centric microtransaction centric experiences. My guess is it's just the fact that it's a MOBA and people haven't asked for the MOBA. And I think people got let their hype get out of control and thought they were getting a, like a let's go second That's generation game. What, what they thought did they we were say? getting Johto or Sinnoh. We didn't get either of them in the internet right. 
Yeah. So why didn't they show this last week then? They should That's have a million dollar question. Yeah, like why did they have to My, do a second live stream for Well, for the whole just this. Maybe Tencent probably wanted yet. it. Yeah. Or yeah, it could have been an agreement with Tencent to only advertise it on its own and not as part of another presentation. Fair enough, I guess. Because, like, Nintendo themselves haven't, or at least at the time of recording, have not tweeted out about a first-party, or a, a Nintendo IP coming to the Switch. Like, they have not tweeted about Pokemon Unite. Because it, it's not an announcement meant for Nintendo's typical audience. This is meant yeah. for another audience, and I really hope they're successful with it, because I feel like the more people playing Pokemon, the better, but... It remains to be seen what happens with this mobile. Well, we don't know when that's going to come out. So let's put that in a pin and we'll give it a try. Maybe we'll all just do one round of it and see what we think of it. Um, let's do it. Mitch, you've uh, got a new accessory to talk about. Your Genki convert dock came in. How's that working so far? I did. Look at this little guy. Look at him. This is a little tiny so switch little. dock. It's the size of like uh, an iPad charger, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's got an HDMI in, USB... 3.0 out and a USB-C in and out for connecting to the switch oh, and wow. it's flawless Sweet. it worked I took I, we, we went up to, we went away to the cottage this weekend because we were allowed to see family a little bit more and I took just this and my switch and the USB-C cable it came with and played probably three or four hours of clubhouse games with just my mother we were playing darts and bowling and backgammon and like it's like oh let's get a deck of cards and I'm like why don't we do this instead and we just played hours of clubhouse games and it was an absolute riot. Wow. But yeah, the, nice. the the Genki convert dock I saw no issues. How much I did, did it cost? I did you? notice. Uh, so I backed it on Kickstarter and I also got the optional stand for the Switch so that it just cool. it's not sitting flat when I plug the USB C cable into the bottom of it it's sort of propped up a bit. Okay. Uh, and mm. I think all in all, it was about seventy dollars. Okay, I, I just I just googled. Yeah, it's about seventy four ninety nine US yeah. if you wanted to buy it. And right now. compare that to the Switch official dock, which is super bulky and hard to travel with. Can also and scratch that was your like, screen. Yeah, I put a screen protector <laughs> on mine right away for that reason. Uh, and um, I think that to buy one of those, one they're not available anywhere, and two, I think they're like eighty ninety dollars or something stupid like that. I yeah. think it's so, like a hundred. Yeah, because you're also getting a, uh, an AC adapter in the box. But, yeah. like, this this is your AC adapter. This little thing is your AC adapter. It's your dock. It's It'll charge accessories because of the USB port on the back. It did get a little warm after a few hours of using it, but I'm not really concerned about it at this point. It's um, it's not as thin uh, or it's not as small as that one, but I did pick up an uh, extra dock for upstairs, but we got the Insignia one from Best Buy. Uh, and it's really thin, and it's $50 and comes with the AC adapter. So... Uh, it doesn't have all the bulk standing up, and you see the screen when you plug it in. Um, so, but you know, I'm glad you're enjoying the Genki, the Genki one. So, I'm I'm so and I've got another backed switch accessory that should be shipping soon. Okay, and look forward to talking about that on the show when it does arrive. Sweet. Um, so, I was doing something else last night. Uh, I think I told you guys last week I'd ordered my computer parts. Well, Ooh. I got told that they were going to be here Thursday, and then. UPS sent me a message saying, oh, they're going to be here a day earlier on Wednesday, so I expect to have Ooh. them today. And then they sent me another message yesterday saying, nope, it's going to be Thursday again. And then I got home and the packages were waiting on my doorstep. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's not great. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. A bit of a UPS fail, especially because my wife was home. Nobody even knocked. 
That's so dumb. Oh, I'm wow. so glad yeah. I live in. I'm so glad I live in an apartment and everything just goes to the concierge because that would legitimately give me nightmares. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, thankfully, uh, all my pieces were in yesterday, so I got a chance to actually build my PC last night, which was kind of fun. Um, I watch a lot of YouTube videos uh, prior to building it, and honestly, Do I, you I remember to use thermal paste, right? It comes with thermal paste on the. Uh, oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. It, the rise. It's the same thing. I was gonna say it was the same thing with my computer as well. Same. Yeah. Uh, the thermal paste is already built onto the cooler that it comes with, so uh, didn't have to do anything there. Uh, but it all went together really nicely. It's all plug and play. I was a little nervous, but uh, I think I got a pretty good solution. The next week I'll be broadcasting from it because I'm a dummy and didn't realize that my monitors don't have the right things to hook up to it. So that'll be fixed <laughs> next week or hopefully tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm really happy. Uh, I see you guys see a picture of all the stuff there. Uh, Cozy, is there a picture of the inside? There is. I just switched to it. Oh, perfect. So that's the inside of my uh, computer. I think I did a pretty good job on the inside. There's a few small tweaks I want to make to it, but uh, it's a nice looking computer. Even has some uh, RGB lighting on the inside, so I want to put a little more strips on the bottom of it to make it shinier. All, so. all good PCs have, have RGB. Uh, but it's Fair good. Uh, a lot of fun. I'd recommend if you can build your own computer, do it. It's a little nervous before you get there, but honestly, it all comes together pretty easily. So it doesn't yeah, take I, that I, long. I, to I know it we've we've talked previously about me building at some point this year, but I don't know if I have the stomach to do it myself. I might need a. Oh, uh, it's 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 super straightforward if you watch. If you watch the right tutorials, it's yeah. so easy. Uh, honestly, Paul's Hardware, uh, which AJ turned me on to when he sent that one thing. I've watched a lot of his videos now. And Jay's Two Cents mm -hmm. on YouTube yeah, as well great. has been super helpful. Linus Tech Tips Linus is Tech also Tips, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that which also Canadian, support Canadian. Yeah, Yeah. Wow. no. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the build. Um, it's nice modular. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll hopefully have some news about actually playing some games on it. In the next week or so, uh, if I can I get thought this that was just for podcasting. Well, it is just for <laughs> podcasting, but then I put a graphics card in it, so <laughs> it can run mid-range games now. I don't know. I, I'm taking this as the opportunity to play some Xbox games, potentially through Xbox Games Pass. <gasps> uh, or Game Pass yeah. uh, for PC, because I've never played any Xbox games, so I might actually try this Halo thing. I don't know. I hear people yeah, talk about you know, it sometimes. It's, it's a pretty pretty underrated series. That? I've never heard of it. it it's uh, a... Maybe a Forza game. I don't know. I hear Fort, about Forza. 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 Like pizza. Forza. Like pizza. Pizza. So, um, or the Horizon, Forza Horizon ones I've heard are pretty good. So, I don't know. Yes. I'm, I'm going to dive into a bit of that once I get this... Uh, uh, game pass redeemed but yeah no it's definitely a fun experience and i'd suggest instead of um like buying a store-bought one just buy the pieces and do it yourself i think you'll get more bang for your buck out of that honestly uh finally i've saved uh cozy for last year specifically for a separate reason uh but cozy tell me about apex uh yeah apex it's a game i've talked about a lot in the past i'm not going to talk about it too much at length here um other than to say that the most recent uh, Apex mode just started, which is Armed and Dangerous Evolved. Uh, basically, the whole premise of the mode is there are only shotguns and sniper rifle rifles available for you to collect from the terrain. So you're either really good at far range or at super close range. Uh, and you also only have evil armor, which basically evil armor gets more and more powerful the more and more damage you do to your enemies. So it kind of encourages you to be very proactive on the battlefield and do a lot of damage. 
And so the mode itself is fun. However, the reason why I wanted to specifically bring it up is that for the past couple of weeks, I've been almost exclusively playing Apex competitively, like in the ranked mode of Apex. I haven't been just playing casual non-ranked Apex. And it's sort of broken me where I'll go into Armed and Dangerous Evolved, which is not ranked. It's just one of those modes where anyone and everyone can play. And I'll see my allies making dumb decisions, just completely abandoning me and going to different sections of the battlefield. And I'll be like, what are you doing? Stay in your lane. Yeah, you. we're supposed to stick together. It's strength in numbers. And yeah, so I feel like Apex is just, it's broken me in this weird kind of way. But on the other hand, I can definitively say that I've really improved at the game and I can't see myself stopping anytime soon. Are you going to play yeah. it on the Nintendo Switch when it comes out? I feel like I'll definitely give it a shot. Like I said previously, I feel like the next platform for me to jump to is the PC, not the Switch. I uh, think... But yeah. I mean, it'll yeah. be nice when it does come to Switch because all the children are going to be playing it and they're going to be That's really bad. Oh, and it's cross-play, so yeah... You'll I, be able to I play think, them in so, A1. So I, I, I got Apex on PS4, and that's where I put some money into it. Like, this is back when it first came out. Uh, and then I had some friends who played it on Xbox, and I was like, hey, it's free. I'll just play it here, too. And then I'm super bummed out because, like, the, the not not like I don't necessarily care about cosmetics, but, like, the characters will not carry not? over. Oh, there's no cross-progression? Even with, even with, yeah, no cross-progression, even with, with that sort of thing, as far as I, I know, like that, that kind of bums me out that, it, yeah, despite it being crossplay, like if I go over to my friend's place and lo log in on my account over there uh, on a different, uh, different uh, console or whatever, then it's not going to necessarily carry my, my stuff over. Yeah. Uh, well, and they haven't confirmed any of that now. So all of that yeah. news for Apex was uh, actually talked about the EA, EA Play event that was streamed. I haven't watched it, so I'm going to have Whoa. you guys fill me in on it. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, So we've got the Apex news, obviously. We've just talked about the crossplay. It's coming to Switch and Steam uh, this fall. Um, I've heard some excitement for Switch going on. I'm curious to see how it runs on Switch. Fortnite does very well, but some of the Switch ports haven't done so well. So fingers crossed, hopefully it does all right. Yeah. Um, I I have low hopes for that one. Yeah. Apex though isn't a very demanding game. Like you can play it on very low end PC hardware, so I expect that it'll be at least playable. It really so, depends on who's handling the port. If it's a studio that, that knows tough. what they're doing, then sure. But if it's I I don't know if it, if it's respawn doing it themselves, then I don't see a world in which their first Switch title comes out and runs like gangbusters because it won't. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and the Outer Worlds was kind of a disaster, wasn't it, for the port that just came out recently? Yeah. 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 So, Doom was good. Doom from two years ago was good. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, okay. So we've got that We've got that coming. So next I see we've got a game. Uh, I'm not going to say his name right. Yosef? Jo Joseph, uh, Joseph, Joseph, Joseph Ferris. Ferris. Yeah, he's fucked the Oscars guy, right? Yes. Yeah, fuck yes. the Oscars. He also fuck made brothers. He also made brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, and A Way Out. So yes. he's very prolific in the like indie game sphere, as well as working with EA specifically. Um, <laughs> twenty sixteen was four years ago. Thanks. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, We're old guys. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's working on a new game. It looks. Like, I mean, it's cool. Um, we didn't see very much of it. This is my it's biggest problem. It's another asymmetric co-op 
experience, yeah. and he does them well enough that I have faith that it's going to turn out good. My biggest okay. problem with the EA uh, EA showcase was they just didn't have a lot to show. They focused very hard on the developers, which, yes, it's nice to put a face behind the people who are making these games. I don't know what most of these games are that they're showing, aside from Apex, The Sims, and Star Wars, so I don't care about these people until they show me something that I can latch onto, and then I can start forming like this connection of like putting the creator to the art. But if you don't show me what the art is, then I don't care who you are. I, it sounds mean, but it's true. I just was bored so like even with even with him, uh, Joseph Ferris, who is somebody who is like we all know and like we're all very like we all like we're, we're familiar with his work. yeah we're familiar yeah. with him and his personality, and he's a very yeah. eccentric personality. His game looks cool, but I just wish they showed more of it instead of just focusing on him so much. Like, they did, like, a really weird, like, deep dive on him and his upbringing, which is nice, but that's but not why that I... But that isn't that part tied into the game? Not in this game. Well, at least oh, not that I, I think so. Like, it, it kind of, it, like... <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. I like the idea that a way out may have been. Yeah, mm. like, it just didn't... I just <laughs> wish that they just showed more stuff and like with okay. all of these games and the next game that we were going to talk about lost in random lost in random looks cool the art style looks amazing it looks like Coraline. it looks like kubo and the two strings it's got that like, nightmare before christmas vibes, yeah it's got that claymation sure. stop motion uh vibe to it and it looks really cool it took them like 20 minutes of just the developers talking about the concept art and showing the concept art for the game before we even saw the trailer. I was so just uninvested. And then I saw the trailer. I'm like, that looks really cool. I'm actually now excited about that. I just wish that the show was tighter in what they were trying to do. It just felt like it was like, they felt like they needed to go for 45 minutes. And mm. so they just needed to pad it out as long as possible. This might yeah, also they, like they, they they stretched a Nintendo Direct from 15 minutes to 45 minutes. And I think part See, of this, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've been talking too much. Go ahead, cozy. Here's the thing, <laughs> I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. I don't think that this press conference was like a top 10 press conference of all time press conference. But I feel like in the past, EA took 15 minutes worth of news and stretched it out into an hour and a half. So by that standard, 45 minutes is an improvement. I guess so. That I is just, fair. I just like, I was, I've been so like the last like little bit, we've gotten some really tight press conferences between, Yeah. We, we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but between what Square Enix showed with Avengers was very tight, was very like to yep. the point. We saw what PlayStation did, which was like the like gold standard of what you should be striving I mean, for. E even the, the two mm -hmm. Pokemon presentations we've gotten in the last two weeks have been tight. They might not have been the announcements people had expected or maybe the ones they wanted but they were tight presentations yeah. like i'm not even i'm not even upset that they didn't show a mass effect re uh, remaster like i don't like fine whatever i'm gonna put my baggage at the door <laughs> like whatever they didn't show that fine but just like what they did show just like if they if they cut it to 15 minutes and just showed trailer 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 that i would have been fine with that like yeah i just was, i just so, wish it was go ahead uh, i just wish so it was could, better can, can we safely assume that showing concept art and schematics in a uh, live show is probably not a good use of the time? 
Yeah, like not this, them showing like them showing like, oh, here's what's gonna be coming on the next generation from Bioware, from Dice, from Motive. Yeah. And also they're showing a Motive game when Motive is releasing their first game ever. Why are they showing what they're doing next when you could be focusing on what they're doing now, which is Star Wars? I mean, they did focus a lot on Star Wars Squadrons, and that they game did. looks But dope. also, when they did start with the guy from Motive, it was just him talking about how much of a Star Wars fan he is. It's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> we all know everyone likes Star Wars. Shut up and show us the fucking game. I mean, not everyone likes Star Wars, just to be fair. But we all do, right? Yeah, but like uh, he's like, it felt like he had to Nathan, prove. Nathan, it felt like he well, had to. Well, like, Alex, Alex, Nathan, what was that? Uh, I like Star Wars. Star Wars is fine. Give okay. me more Star Trek. It felt Trek. like he just had to fucking oh. prove how much of a Star Wars fan he was. And you don't need to do that. You can just show the goddamn game because the game and, looks cool. And it was built from the ground up for VR, and I'm very excited for that. Yes, I actually yeah. want to play it in VR. I just, I just want to say I am really, really loving the passionate Alex we've got yeah. in the past two episodes now. I was going to yeah. say, Alex is very passionate about this, yeah. and I'm sure we're going to have more press can, conferences and things yeah. for you to... Be passionate oh, we will. Just wait till forward. July. Kingdom Hearts. Oh, July is gonna be great. But like, I just, I just want to just. There's two more things that they because I already talked about Star Wars. Star Wars looks cool. Star Wars Squadron looks great. I'm very excited for it. It's a dogfighting Star Wars game. Awesome. It's not full price. Rocket. Too, which is nice. Yeah, Rocket Arena. We can skip over that. Just skip over. It, it. looks like skip fucking Fortnite. It. I'm so sick of that art style. Um, yeah. I mean, Sony did. Sony did the same thing with their Destruction All Stars, right? Yes. But I thought that looked good. So it does look good. I want to just yeah. skate. How do you make, did, how do you make a skate announcement and make it uninteresting? I don't get it. It's you like do exactly they have what the, EA did they there. They have the two guys and be like, hey, skate is coming. Aren't you excited? We've listened to you. Also, just the fact that they're saying like, oh, we're listening to the community. Like we, we, we read all your comments. We're, we're doing this now because of you. I feel like that sets a very bad precedent, but that's beside the point. But just that like- should have, That should have opened the show since they had nothing to show. It shouldn't have been just, more closed the I goddamn wish, presentation. Like mm-hmm. I know that this is work that they had, that they would have had to have done, but I wish we could have just gotten like a skateboard, like just something, like some sort of little teaser of like a skateboard rolling, and then you just see skate. Like just have a logo. I would have been fine with that, but just the two guys being like, "Skates back, guys. Are you happy? You guys brought it back. You will like new existence. Okay, your, enthus- your enthusiasm's nice, but also like you you got literally, show us the you game. Literally have nothing show to show. Show us the game. You literally have nothing to show because the game just started production. So maybe yeah. wait. You you've waited this long. Maybe wait a little longer. It's in that there as a response there to Tony Hawk. No, Tony it's, Hawk it's in there because they had coming. nothing else to show. They didn't have a one more thing, and they made this their one more thing three years before it should should have even been talked about. Yeah. In this all game fairness, will not see the light of day for like three years. They've done that before. Like they showed the Dragon Age. They did that with Next Jedi Dragon Fallen Age. Order as well. Yeah, like what Dragon Age, um, whatever the next game is. Like three Dragon years Age ago, Four. we saw stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we saw we saw Bioware Motive and Dice's next games, like their next like, and they're it's literally they're in prototype or like environmental stages. Like we saw nothing. Okay, let's. I'm just get off. I'm sick of it. um, Their their press conference was bad. Let's Let's get off. Everybody enjoys getting off. Yeah, I heard a lot about his shirt. That's Uh, a good point. It's the ultimate glow up. Is Greg Miller? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So. uh, good, good job, Greg. Uh, so next uh, piece of news here, uh, we got uh, something that's died. Uh, unfortunately, R.I.P. Mixer. 
Mixer, the service, has uh, decided to pass away um, after spending billions of dollars or millions of dollars to bring streamers on. I feel like very high-profile streamers, yeah. very like in the past like few months. Yeah, like um, literally the most high-profile streamer, Ninja, as well as yeah. Shroud. Like there yeah, was Ninja a whole Shroud, lot of people yeah. that got that got signed on. Fortunately, Microsoft has said that they are getting released from their contracts. They can choose wherever they want to go next. There's no like, and they made, and they're getting so, like fully paid out. They made that, so much money on that deal. Those guys are laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, they got their entire three-year deal paid out to them when mm-hmm. when they closed it down. So yeah, it's close. It technically it's closing in July, but for oh, all July, intents and yes. purposes, it's it's dead. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, and they're moving Facebook. everyone, or yeah, they're they're choosing to align with Facebook, which is. No, thank you. What the fuck you doing with Facebook? No, thank you. Yeah. Like, we also saw Ready at Dawn, the studio behind some uh, Sony second-party titles, has now been acquired by Facebook as well. And it's just like, Facebook is building up this gaming pedigree, but we all understand that Facebook's a scummy company, right? Yeah. But you know why they're doing it. Number one, it's the money. But, like, Ready at Dawn, it makes sense. They've worked with them on several Oculus games uh, for the Echo Arena ones, and... They haven't come out on any other platform. And you know what? If the studio can stay financially stable, I'm not opposed to it. They're not shutting studios down right now. So mm-hmm. not yet. But who knows? Like, what What if Facebook, like Microsoft or Google, just say, eh, we're done with games. And then all that is just th- like they have the clout and the bank to do that. And then Oculus is dead in the water. All these studios they've acquired are dead in the water. They're making significant investments. But I just worry that from a business perspective facebook and to an extent google don't have any business being in the games industry period so they're not games companies they are they are companies that develop services they develop they like they have these huge knowledge trusts like, you, like these huge data streams that they don't you know, need this so why are they doing it it doesn't make any sense i i would say that but like once upon a time there's a company called microsoft which wasn't in the games industry and they developed uh operating systems and decided to make a console and they seem to yeah. do all right and there's they this other company force. Uh, yeah there's they, this, yeah. do they though there's this other company called mm. sony which did a lot of tvs and walkmans and uh, they released they, a system. and they they tried to partner with like the biggest name in video games nintendo at one point yeah uh, who was originally known work. for doing playing cards yeah, maybe then they nintendo put out a vendetta just stuck to playing cards. nintendo trying to yeah. ruin them and almost <laughs> did yeah yeah Aren't you... i just I, I i worry there's too much money behind these companies that they could choose to just write off these expenses as being capital losses and then their entire games division is just gone and i'd hate to see that were we gonna say cozy uh never mind Uh, i thought you were talking about one historical event when you were actually talking about another go on it's you you know what i i'm okay with it uh let facebook buy them let them get paid and let them be financially stable the honest truth is ready at dawn's a talented studio so even if they are shuttered by facebook every one of them can probably be hired to another studio yeah. It, like no problems one of the the last sort of linchpin on this is major nelson came out when they were talking about this and mentioned yes. that like with the streaming from the xbox one and then uh subsequently the series x it's not going to go through facebook like you can stream on twitch if you still want to like you yeah. don't have to yeah 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 and like right even right to. now it's even right now like like with mixer and everything it's not exclusive to to mixer like um you, now I, from i know from the ps4 you can just do it through the share button and just broadcast to twitch yeah. but um on the xbox you have to go into the twitch app and then kind of set up a a broadcast from there where mixer when they 
when it what existed, uh, there was like literally a tab that you could you could opt out of it uh, from having it on your dashboard, but um, you would go there and you could just broadcast directly from your Xbox, or you could do that directly from like your guide button, similar to like the share button. So, okay. yeah, but yeah, no, um, you, I, you can I'm still interested. do that on the I, Xbox. You just have to go into the Twitch app. I will so. be interested to see if they do like. I know Major Nelson said no, they're not immediately going to partner with Facebook on what they're doing for the Xbox. But will it be an option, and will it be their preferred option, similarly Probably. to now how Mixer is the preferred option over Twitch because there's more hoops to go through for something that it's not the, in Microsoft the, product. I still worry there's going to be tighter integration between the the Series X and Facebook than they're letting on at the moment. Yeah. So okay. So it. I, t I sent you guys a screenshot uh, earlier uh, yesterday, way earlier yesterday, I think, when it uh, originally happened, and it's just uh, the 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 art the the headline was Phil Spencer. Yes, we absolutely want to give gamers a choice of where to stream from Xbox, and then um, Major Nelson commenting in the Reddit thread on that. Um, uh, if you're asking if the current mixer integration in the dashboard is just going to become facebook gaming the answer is no okay. so, and then further down in that thread he also said that they're not planning on sharing any data between microsoft and facebook yes so it well, remains to be seen what that integration does end up looking like at the end of the day yeah we'll we'll see what happens there um uh, I, I'm sure there's more to come on that story as Mixer shuts down and we see where people are migrating to because I think most of the people are going to Facebook, but we'll see where Shroud and Ninja and some of these higher profile people I got letter of their contracts go. Um, finally, uh, as a final piece of the news, and I haven't watched any of it. Uh, it was today, I believe. Uh, Mitch, walk me through the Avengers confirmed, uh, or the, sorry, the Avengers stuff that we saw today. I know it's been confirmed that you get a free upgrade to next gen if you buy it. Yeah, uh, that that's that news trend. actually broke a couple of is, days. Yeah, ago. a couple I think days it was ago. Yesterday, the day before. Is that really news though? If they're releasing <laughs> yeah. a live service game in 2020 before the next gen consoles come out, wouldn't it be assumed that it would be upgraded? It was assumed, but it was never confirmed that I there guess, was going yeah. to be a next gen version of these games. So that was the announcement: is yes, there will be a next gen version of these games. Yes, both consoles are going to support some upgrade process, and there's going to be cross generational play within yeah, the same system of back, which is backwards which is compatibility yeah. and everything's still going to exist so yeah i i know i first world problems i'm in a situation where i pre-ordered avengers at a discount last year physical but i've planning on getting the digital ps5 so now i have to figure out guess who's getting avengers for more than half off now not more than half off no it was like, said... like 20 bucks oh, no it was okay, a friend that's... discount okay that's on oh, top of that, the, the friends discount. Whatever. I'm getting that, Avengers we're, we're, for cheaper now, and I wasn't going to buy the game anyway, so... So now know. he has to play Avengers with me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they also really dived won. a little deeper into the way the game's going to work uh, in today's War Table stream, which voiceover from Casey Lynch, which is a bad look right now. <laughs> we'll talk me. about that in a second. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, what we saw today was a little bit of a deeper dive into how the story is going to work. There are going to be missions... <sighs> That are focused on each individual character. One, you can go through those as I, single player. I that sorry. Go ahead. So, are those missions like you say single player, and they kind of made a point yeah. of like showing it single player? Can yeah. you play those missions co-op? Do we know? Maybe because it didn't. It like 
I, I watched the uh, kind of funny react to it, and in the very corner before the mission started, there was like a veto option. I would nobody knew what that was, and they pointed. No, that no, out. but that that wasn't the that wasn't the so they they showed a, a Thor mission, and yeah. that was a single, single player, player yeah. story based Thor mission, and then there was another mission which they're calling Warzone. Warzone, yeah. Warzone, I think, where you get to choose on what mission you're going to launch, and then if you didn't want to participate in that mission. You get the option, I would assume, this is just assumptions at this point, to either veto that decision and opt out and go find a different party or whatever the case might be. Yeah. But like, they, they delved I, a little deeper. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I sent um, my girlfriend the just the MODOK uh, story trailer right. um, because I feel like that'd be the most compelling for her. Um, and I have some feedback about it. Um, she says, uh, and keep in mind... Uh, her and I really like in terms of the Marvel universe are only in the like invested in the mar current Marvel cinematic universe. Right. Um, right. And so that's, that's really our only point of comparison other than, you know, the odd cartoon when we were growing up. Um, and so my girlfriend, her name is Rachel. She said, uh, super interesting concept. I will say that I know the movies aren't the game, but they all kind of look and sound different, but that's okay. I'd watch you play that any day. <laughs> I like the dystopian factor and that it's not the story we already know, at least from the movies. What did so. she think of MODOK? Uh, I'm not sure. She did not elaborate on MODOK specifically, um, but I... me, who is not necessarily connected to like the history of MODOK or anything like that, um, he seemed... I'm so happy that they're bringing him in. Yeah, I want to say I, I'm really happy that they're bringing MODOK into this game too. And I think, it, you know, it makes smart that they would start with a villain like MODOK so that with subsequent seasons they can move up to a bigger, more prominent Marvel villain to follow mm -hmm. up yeah. MODOK. I was going to say a big selling point that we got today is that all story-based or all mission <clears throat> DLC that's going to come out in the future, it's all free. Yeah. Which is great. They're only going to be selling things like cosmetics, mm -hmm. which... My wallet is already hurting. Um, we're, uh, there's essentially going to be a, a divide between what are story-based single-player missions and these multiplayer missions that exist in the same universe. Those you go into with a, a party of up to four different heroes. Everyone can spec out their heroes in any way that they want. So my Thor will not play the same as Alex's Thor. My Hulk won't be the same as, as Cozy's Hulk. So... It, it's it's applying a style of game that I don't typically play in a live service Destiny style game to a license I care a lot about. Growing up, being a comic book nerd, so I'm I'm very excited. Like this is gonna be the first live service game that I invest a significant amount of time in at launch. So because I did not get to, I did uh, not get the division to at launch. So so like the game itself like whatever we knew we knew it was a live service and it was kind of like what is that gonna be like and how are these characters and so i just when we were watching the thor gameplay thor's yeah. hammer had no weight behind it every time he was hitting stuff and doing the combos it just felt like he wasn't really like it there there wasn't this umph to it like you didn't it just didn't feel like it and maybe it'll be different when you actually play it i'm not denying that it just everything looked very floaty and there was it just felt like there was no like n nothing behind it and i really wanted like i want i want thor 
to feel like how Kratos felt in God of War. Yeah. Like, that right, hammer needs to feel like the Leviathan axe. Right. Otherwise, that's, that's, it's just that's a failure. One char- you're building the... In- it's not a failure. You're building one experience around one character that is a core element of your entire game. This is taking... At what at the at, so they're taking a gameplay engine and they're going to apply that same gameplay concept to five different totally unique characters, all of which have different options for moves, attacks, ultimates, none of team ultimates, fun all that. To play. Then they'll release new characters down the line that might be fun to play. Like I'm at the point where they're they're going for the Marvel Ultimate Alliance approach of just giving it, it's a wide berth. I guess. So you're giving yeah. you multiple options in terms of attacks and characters and things like that. No one character is likely going to feel to the same level as Kratos because Sony Santa Monica spent four years developing that one character to work really well in the one linear experience. These are not linear. This is not a linear experience that we're getting with the Marvel Avengers uh, Crystal Dy- Dynamics game. So I guess, is, go ahead, at, at least the multiplayer missions are open world to an extent. Yeah. Like there isn't, they're arena style. There isn't a defined experience the way you have a defined linear experience in traditional uh, single player games. So I'm with Alex Ballant where I did not love the footage of Thor fighting. Uh, I do wonder though, if the reason why it didn't look that good is because there weren't any UI elements on screen. When I think about games like destiny, like, or the division, I think as a better example, I think about a lot of the UI elements and I feel like the presence of those elements reminds me of the fact that I am playing more of an MMO like experience. And it kind of puts me in this mindset where I'm like, "Eh, it's fine that the gunplay or the kind of overall feel of things isn't as good as a more traditional action game like God of War. And I wonder if the footage would have looked better if we had seen more of that UI element stuff. Yeah, that's Just food it's for entirely, thought. It's entirely possible. My biggest hang-up, I guess, is that this game looks like a AAA experience, and because it is, essentially. It is. But, like, yeah. the gameplay, like, all of the gameplay of how it looked, it felt like what you were saying, like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which is not a AAA experience. And I just feel like there's this Fuck weird... you! There's this... It's not a AAA game. It has it, been in the past. I I agree with Alex on yeah. that one. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a, it's a simple hack. I'm not and saying slash. it's a it's not a bad game. I really enjoyed Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. I'm just saying it's just like the quality of like the visuals and the presentation and the voice actors. The fact that they got yeah. the basically the Avengers of voice acting between Troy Baker, Travis Willingham, Nolan North, and uh, Laura, Laura Bailey. Bailey. I don't I know mean, who plays Captain America, but he's not even in the uh, game. Bear, apparently. I don't know. Uh, and then the like the voice actor behind Thor and Hulk were the same voice actors from a few of the animated shows as well, which is very well. Cool. No, the voice actors for Thor is Travis Willingham and Troy. Yeah, but Baker hasn't Travis is the Hulk. Willing- No, no, the, no. Troy Baker is Troy Bruce Banner. Hulk. The Hulk. Oh, oh, he- they're different. No, okay. Hulk is Fred. What's his face? I oh, think that has done the Hulk in multiple shows. My mistake. Um, and then uh, Travis Willingham, being well known for video game voice acting, has still done Thor. Oh, okay. In some of I the didn't animated know that. shows. Yeah. I didn't know that. Sorry. Uh, which is very cool for me, who knows a lot about a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one interesting thing they did show off about Thor is the fact that with his hammer, you can target multiple enemies and That's, you throw yeah. it once and it's going to go ding, 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 ding through all of them. I just and hope I it that feels was really good. cool. So it's the Wind Waker I will. I will admit with God of War, part of the feeling of why that axe felt so good to throw was the feedback that you did get with the controller with yeah. it vibrating on the, yeah. the return of it. So like, I'm not saying that it's, that it, it's not going to feel good. It just doesn't look good to play, which is yeah, I, still I, a problem. Like the Thor, the Thor, the, they focused too much on Thor, and some of that felt a little floaty, but yeah. they showed 
the Iron Man gameplay looked dope. Iron Man does look cool. At least I thought Iron Man looked cool. And Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, looked really cool in terms of, like, the stretchy big hand and, like, smacking people up against walls and stuff. Like, that looked like it had some <laughs> real weight behind it, the way you're looking for Thor's hammer to also have that weight. We'll so, okay, see. so... At, at, sorry, really quick. As somebody who didn't play the Marvel Spider-Man, as a superhero game, how does it look compared to that? Um... I mean, Marvel Spider-Man kind of looked good from the get-go, where I've been constantly having doubts about Avengers. Um, mm -hmm. Though I will admit, I think the Visu I think, visually they're both beautiful. Yeah, like I think I I genuinely do think like one of the things I did say while I was watching this was I did say, oh, it looks like the character models got better. Like it, they do look like that they've improved quite a bit. Like oh, that's good. The first time the first time we saw those those. Those characters. They looked like the stunt doubles. For it sure, did the first where, time. Where now, and maybe it's just because I've like I've warmed up to the idea of it not being Robert Downey Jr. and, and it's not Scarlett supposed Johansson. to be like. But it, it just it felt like it was close enough that there was like that disconnect of like what you're trying. But now it felt like the, it feels like now they and again maybe I've just warmed up to the idea of them being different. Where it feels like now that there's like enough differences there that it's like okay, this is Crystal Dynamics Iron Man. It's not. Oh. off-brand tony it's not off-brand robert denny jr yeah i mean i i can go on a bit of a rant here where it's so nope they, okay, no, no. <laughs> we gotta move on we'll talk about this more because they are gonna they are gonna be doing more of these war war rooms so. we're gonna see more yeah they, i think i think they've said month, monthly war table presentations yeah between so, now and the launch of the game in september it'll be and interesting then next gen will be coming around launch as well I've already talked in the past how I am committed to playing this game, whether it gets a 6 or a 10 out of 10. Let's uh, do it, with, Cozy. Yeah, with you, Mitch, and whoever else at this table wants to play it. So I mean, Alex has to. He's already agreed to buy my pre-order off me. Yeah. I'm in. Let me know when there's a Justice League one, and then we'll talk. There has been. Directed there by Zack Snyder. I love Justice League. DC's the best. Um, but, okay, final question, just quickly. Yes or, uh, yes or no, will it release on time? Yes. Yes. I'm going to say it's going to get delayed, but it's going to get a like Cyberpunk 2077 style delay where it's only by a couple months. They're going to delay okay. back to being released in the same week as Cyberpunk. That would be stupid. That Keep would with be your hilarious. date. It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a contain game with continual updates. Just update the game. Get it out. If it's not perfect at launch, it's going to suck, but it's a game that they can make better over. Yeah, time. pull an anthem. Exactly. No. <laughs> no. 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 Don't you put that bad juju on me. At least Pull a Destiny or do a Destiny at least Two. Destiny, but let's let's hope for at least like you know current Destiny, Destiny Two. two. <sighs> um, all right. Let's let's move on. Or AJ, you sorry. Did you have there. anything? That was bad. Anything? Uh, is it going to release on time or not? Um, I'm I'm going to say well, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's already been delayed they'll, once. They'll so that's push. Very it, they'll try and push it out as soon as possible. So hopefully it does not repeat the mistakes of Anthem. Yeah, I, I could I could see it getting del I, I could one last thing I could see it getting delayed if beta response is really negative. Okay, that could happen potentially. Could. Let's see. Um, so now we're gonna get to read watch all the things. Um, this is gonna get a little more serious for a second. This week, uh, and Mitch, you started off the broadcast with believe victims and uh, believe yeah. victims. 100%. Um, we're going to put that message forward. Uh, recently, in the video game industry, not just in development, but in terms of the journalism side as well, uh, there's been a lot of stories coming out about abuse, um, uh, sexual, like sexual assault allegations, abuse, 
um, bullying in the workplace that have come out uh, and it's really hitting all sectors. Um, and it's not just in the video game industry. I pay attention to wrestling. It's hit wrestling really hard too and other things um, as people are, uh, women are, are, or victims are bravely coming forward. I want to make sure I say victims because there's men too. Um, there, yeah, there were a number of really disturbing uh, uh, accusations being made by uh, a lot of gay men in the video game industry specifically that it's yeah. just horrible seeing some of the things that they've been uh, having to live with for the last few years. Uh, Jason Shire, Shire uh, as at Bloomberg, has put together an article, uh, Video Game Industry Rocked by Outpouring of Sexual Misconduct uh, Allegations. It's worth a read, so you can I be will, I will drop the link date. in the Twitch chat for anyone who's in the chat. Perfect. Um, I think, well, we talked about this, um, but essentially, and we're going to echo the message a lot of other people are echoing. If you're an asshole, if you're a piece of shit, don't listen to our stuff. Yeah. No, fuck like, off. If you're an abuser, go away. We I don't want you listening. The biggest thing is like if you if you feel like any of this like anytime we talk about stuff like this or just anyone talks about stuff like this and being like this is bad and you feel like you're being called out, then you know you're part of the problem and you should well, reflect yeah. not, on that. Not, not, ne not necessarily that. Um, yeah, I, I do. I do want to say there are people. People are entitled to having differ differing opinions yep. to ours. Hundred percent. Right. There. There are people that are going to skew more conservative than we do. They're going to skew, you know. They're going to they're going to agree with certain things. They're not going to agree with others. Have so, the conversation. I am. My DMs are, are the show's DMs are open. We want to have these conversations with you. If you feel like we're encroaching on anything that really upsets you, please reach out. We want to have the conversation. That being mm -hmm. said, if you're reaching out because you feel like we're calling you out for being an abusive piece of shit, go away. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, um, uh, there was somebody even in our um, our own Twitch chat here yeah. and i would yeah. like i was very distracted that episode because i was watching the twitch chat as it started to go down and i was just like just say the thing just say the one just say the one thing and then he said the thing and instant banned him he's gone um yeah. and then then we only heard the, uh from one of our faithful viewers uh monarchy uh he actually he's a faithful viewer of cozy first um he was privately messaging monarchy calling him a whole bunch of uh, shitty names and stuff, um, you know, SJW related. And uh, I have no patience or tolerance for that fucking garbage. And if you do that, you're, you're gone. Yeah. yeah and you know. I want to, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Cozy. I was going to say he, he called him a plutocracy and not a monarchy, which, Oh, that's oh. a big no, no. Yeah. Oh boy. Especially for monarchy. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I want to echo what Mitch said too. There is a chance for people to have different opinions and you brought up the conservative outlook versus if you're a fiscal conservative let's talk about that and let's like i what think what does that mean in 2020 like there's conversations there yeah, yeah. there's conversations we, we want to, be to had. talk to you don't don't feel like you can't talk to any of us like we want to be as approachable as we can be for all of you yeah um but we just want to make sure that victims are heard too much is happening in the industry and don't get me wrong some of these allegations are much more serious than the others. Yes. Um, but regardless, it's all shitty. Uh, like, it's all bad. Yeah. Like, regardless. We're, we're, not, we're, we're not out here advocating for cancel culture or anything like that. There are no. people that have made mistakes and they're owning up to those and they're having the conversation saying, I've screwed up. I'm sorry. I want to learn from this. I want to grow from this. That's totally mm -hmm. fine. But yep. if learning and growing from this is a, a act of gross sexual misconduct, fuck right off. 
Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. There's no apologizing for that. That's if terrible. Of, you cannot treat other human beings that way. So no. One of my. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Adrian. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just gonna say in the wrestling side, um, one of my favorite wrestlers uh, on the independent scene who I thought was really cool turns out to be not really cool at all and kind of a piece of shit. And yeah. he's being erased from history at the moment. So. But- I, I I watch a lot of um, Giant Bomb content, and they have you know. their own wrestling crossover stuff. And um, apparently, Gentleman Jack was not such a gentleman. Um, no, he's so, been let go by the WWE. Yeah, uh, fuck that guy. Apparently, um, but yeah, no. Um, we, we're we're kind of like our own. We this podcast spawned as fans of kind of funny and. Um, you know, if you just go over to the kind of funny vids Twitter and look at their statement, yep. Um, I think it's safe to say that we all kind of echo the exact sen- sentiments that are currently in their pinned tweet. So yeah, and I I think just anecdotally to the to to that conversation, we all met as part of being part of kind of funny Toronto fan community. Nathan, you and I run that Facebook account. Yeah. The the thing we talked about when we started that was, oh, God, what are we going to have to do when someone's in here acting like a piece of shit? Well, we thank, haven't had that yet. Well, thank God, knock on wood, that that has not happened. But yeah. I feel like now in the in where we are in 2020, if that were to happen, I would want to apologize for whatever that person said. I feel like you would want to do the same and then yeah. fuck right off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I feel Look, like we're I, a little more empowered to feel that way now, as opposed to trying to sweep things under the rug, as people had been doing for years prior to this. Yeah, I, I think it's important that we talk about the problems. Um, Greg Miller, uh, well, the kind of funny did a their podcast, and it was about this topic. And I listened. That to is it required today. viewing, listening, yeah. whatever. The most recent episode of the kind of funny podcast for sure. Um, and it was talking about how he would just mute the trolls, but that's not the right thing to do because then he's not understanding what the other people are going through, who who are going through it. Like he's just like, oh well, you know, like just move on with your life and. You, you don't see what's going on. You don't see everything. So, cozy look, speak. Uh, well, no, I just want to kind of like end cap this conversation by saying, you know, when these sorts of happenings occur in the industry, uh, I notice that like an instinct that a lot of people have is to kind of bristle up when they see, you know, women or victims of abuse coming forward and saying, you know, I, I just feel terrible. I feel like, you know, men in the industry, you know, so often encroach upon their power and make things uh, make place they basically make things uncomfortable for everyone else I, I think again a natural kind of instinct is to kind of like get defensive and be like I'm not that kind of person and it's like if you're not that kind of person if you genuinely are a good person and you haven't done the things that victims are accusing other people of doing then that's perfectly fine and you don't need to bristle at that and if yeah. you see in their accusations, like some things that you yourself have done, then, you know, I think it's an opportunity to reflect and think seriously about, you know, what you can do to improve yourself. Basically, mm-hmm. like, you know, in the face of everything that's going on right now, like, don't bristle and don't get defensive uh, if you feel uncomfortable by that stuff. I'd say just be supportive and, like, ultimately you know let people say their piece right now we just need to be better and that's Mm -hmm. it just be better to each other treat everybody with respect how you'd want to be treated and i think that that's where we're going to call it for now i am have a feeling we'll be 
could be talking about this over the next few weeks. I, I uh, hope we don't, but I feel like we will. Yeah. Um, so let's continue moving on here. Uh, um, Twitch has been, uh, there's not much to talk about here, but Twitch has been sued uh, for 25 million over you, over suggested streamers, um, Alinity and Pokimane um, uh, and others. Uh, yeah. So uh, somebody's gone after them. There too. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's gone after them because they are too attractive. Uh, AJ, you threw this in there, so can you give us a quick synopsis? Like yeah, no, it's, 20 seconds? Um, yeah, essentially, um, somebody is suing Twitch or trying to um, specifically because uh, during the COVID crisis, kids are spending more time at home, which means they're spending more time on the internet, which means they're spending more time watching Twitch, which means they have more access to these uh, uh, e-thoughts, as people have derogatorily called them. They just no, no. That's, that, that's hold on a second. Is that E thought like E T H O T? Correct. Got it. Yeah, um, it, it's a derogatory term coined to attack women uh, on this platform that we are streaming on right now, and um, yeah, it's it's super super shitty. Am I old if I don't know what that means? Yeah, I don't it know what that means. Stands for either. that hoe over there. Uh, oh. I gotta say, yes, I guess we're the I guess we're the old guys in the group. Yeah, well, I, guess, I definitely am. <laughs> I just want to say, it's super weird that they're targeting Pokimane because I've I've looked at Pokimane streams a little bit in the past. I don't watch her typically because her content is really of an interest to me. But I've looked at her streams for like research purposes to be like, all right, what does she do that makes her a popular streamer, and how can I kind of like apply that to my own streams? And like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like I don't, I don't get why he specifically is naming her as an example. It's probably just because she's the biggest female streamer on the platform. I guess it's probably it. There's not a lot. Of, I mean, there's not a lot yeah. of. Um, there's not a lot of reason to this. No. Yeah. It, so. it, yeah. It just seems like. Yeah. It's it's frivolous. It's garbage. It's just stupid. Anyway, but you should totally read that article. Yeah. And okay. Just to be clear, of course, Pokemon not the only person that is being attack in this thing there are a whole bunch more but yeah there, there's a there's a list of people who got named um specific like one specifically that you might all remember is um i, I believe it's pronounced quoco i think she goes by she was the yeah, streamer the- who uh did a live cosplay of chun li and she she fucking nailed it she looked exactly like this character in the video game um and she got banned off twitch because it was too provocative so um, once again, women are being treated poorly. Yep. Uh, so let's do better. Please, yep. let's do better. Um, let's, uh, so I guess at this point we've got deals. Mitch, you got a deal that you want to talk about? Uh, Castlevania Requiem, which is a collection of Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood is on sale on the PSN for like less than $7. So if you don't own those games or have never played through what is probably the best Castlevania game of all time, give it a shot. How can I get into... Uh, Symphony of the Night because I've tried it four or five times and I love Metroidvanias and something's not clicking with me. I actually don't know. I've never played it before. I just know it's lauded as the best Castlevania game of all time. I'm actually going to pick it up as part of the sale and I can let y'all know. Okay. Well, get get back to us on uh, what you played next week if you play. Uh, We'll see. Between the week after. I might not have time. (laughs) Okay. Well, whenever we get to it down the line. Also, next week is Iron Man VR and I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Am I getting a code for that? I hope so. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm supposed to be getting a code for that. Uh, anyways, I'm on the short list. Regardless, uh, maybe I'll be talking about Iron Man VR too. Uh, so uh, we might have some news about that. Uh, anyways, let's jump into the topic of the show. We're starting to run long. I don't think an we're hour and a half into the show. Today. Sorry, an hour and a half into the show, we'll jump into yeah. the topic of the show. Hell yeah. Some of the stuff went a little on here, but I, this isn't going to be a huge, huge topic today. Um, I've got some notes note, uh, notes made here, uh, but today we're going to do video game rehab. And instead of doing a video game rehab, it's kind of service rehab because we're going to talk about PlayStation Plus. Let's and do it. Let, what's going that. Now, I've uh, done some history notes here for you. Uh, this is actually kind of good timing to talk about PlayStation Plus because it's just coming up on the 10-year anniversary on Monday Wow, for it. So we were supposed to talk about this a few weeks ago, and this is actually better timing. So, so if it's t- if it's ten years, does that mean it's nine years since that big PlayStation outage? Yes. Well, actually, uh, that's in my notes there. But yes. Wow. Uh, so nine years since the big PlayStation outage. So uh, initially, when PlayStation Plus launched, the focus was on free games and discounts. Um, the online services for PS3 and Vita were free. You didn't have to have uh, PS Plus to access those. Um, so that was, it was a mild hit. Like it was okay, but nobody was buying it. Um, and then we had the great, uh, outage of 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the great PSN outage of 2011. And I think that changed a lot of things for the service because after that outage, everybody got it for free as p- part of Sony's compensation package. Uh, what I really like yeah, to call the it service is was down feeding what, them a little months? bit. So you want to buy more. I can't remember the exact timing. The honest truth is I was trying to do a little bit of research on it so I could make sure I had things right. And there's not a really good history of the history of PS plus online. Um, so, but uh, they did give it, to, I think it was two or three months. They gave you for free for PS plus. And I think a lot of people after that point kept the subscription going because they enjoy getting the free games. And let's be honest, the PS plus discounts are always especially at that point were really good i would say at, at that point for sure this yeah. this is kind of like like the, the way you've been talking about this and like thinking about it in retrospect this was at a time when sony was kind of like against the wall a little bit they were starting to recover yep. from the initial launch of the ps3 and starting to come back at microsoft and it feels like a lot of the moves that microsoft has been making now is like let's do this service and try to like and make it like really like what people want and like try to make it like as worth a proposition as possible it's like what microsoft is doing right now with game pass yeah so, so I think they did a lot of good things with it early on, um, and I think uh, getting everybody on with the free two or three, two or three months, however much it was, um, really did, uh, really was effective uh, in keeping people on the service because we saw how well their subscription numbers did after that. Um, fast forward, if, I think a year, and we introduced the Instant Game Collection, and I'm sorry, I was having trouble finding the exact games that were included, but I believe. Little Big Planet and Uncharted 2 were two of the big ones. Uh, but essentially, if you got PS Plus and you bought a PlayStation 3, and they were packaging PlayStation Plus for, I think, a month or six months or something with the systems, you automatically got six great games wow. when you got yeah. the system. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it would be like cross-play on one platform. So you would get a game that was designed for the Vita, but you would also get an extra copy on your PlayStation 4 or even your PlayStation 3 or vice versa. Or yep. your PlayStation TV. Let's not forget that. Oh, oh that was a. I wish I had one of those. I wish I bought me, one. Me too, actually. Um, 
So, so we have the instant game collection. Um, now, at this point, uh, PS4 wasn't out yet, so it was just PS3 games and PS uh, PS Vita games were there. But you always knew that you had a strong thing. They kept the lineup. It wasn't switched monthly at that point. Um, they were there for a long time um, before they did start switching them. And then we saw it uh, as the... Um, we then saw it switch as they uh, went... The PS4 launched... Um, they added PS4 games to it. So you still got all those PS3 games, the Vita games, but then they added PS, um, PS4 games. And the first two were Resogun and Contrast. And Resogun turned out to be one of the best PlayStation 4 games, I still think, to this day. I um, 100% agree with you. That was that was one of the reasons game. I got the PlayStation 4 was for Resogun at yeah. launch and not disappointed in the slightest. That game is phenomenal to this day. After having it on PS4 for a little bit, they modified the service and they made sure that you were getting two uh, PS4 games, two PS3 games, and two PS Vita games. But as Cozy had mentioned, if they were cross-buy games, you'll get them on all those platforms. So there's a chance some months you'll get four or five, uh, and if you got really lucky, six ga- uh, PS4 games that you were able to play. So uh, that was really cool. Oh, In yeah. March... March uh, 2019, they discontinued the PS3 and Vita games. So we started to see a bit of a decline in what we're getting there. Um, now, they did... I will give Sony credit. They gave a year's notice on the discontinuation of that. But I'm shocked uh, that PSVR was not added to that lineup. Yeah. I think there, there's a wealth of PSVR-like li- library that they could do one or two games a month. Do you think that so, that's... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say there there have been some instances where they've brought out PSVR titles as like a a one-off but it hasn't yeah. become a staple of the uh free game offering from PlayStation Plus which I would argue same as you Nathan that it's a definite miss. Yeah, I was going to say like do you think that's really like it's really decreased the value of PS Plus because it's like you're now like it's still the same price that you were paying when it did offer these games and now you're just not getting them and so I- Go ahead. I I would make the argument though that the PS3 and Vita games that you were getting at this point weren't people weren't playing them. Fair enough. Um, like I think we were really scraping the barrel. Like at this point for the PS3 games, um, you weren't seeing as many cross buy options uh, coming through. So you would have to pull your PS3 out or the Vita. And they weren't the same quality that we were getting. So Mike, I have a question. I'm not sure how much people lost in that regard. I but mean, it definitely. The, it's the, a, I just want to say the last two yeah. PS3 games we got in 2019 were Dive Kick and Metal Gear Solid 4. So oh. not really bottom of the barrel at that point. But I do agree with you. Leading up, like the months leading up to that last month were bare bones. Yeah. So um, I think they went out on a vein in that last month. But like it, it was definitely not what the service had been. But at the same time you can't continue to sustain when games aren't coming out for PS3 and Vita uh, and continue to pr- be putting those out, especially w- how many are people using. So with, there's no backwards compatibility on the PS4. It just would have been good at that point to shift to something like we discussed with PSVR. Um, I do want to highlight some games here. Uh, there's a link I have. Uh, it, uh, Mitch, can you throw that in the chat? You got it. The link. Um so to date ps plus has offered 643 games whoa over its almost 10 year period 
Um, so I've got yeah, a list of, of, of those. You probably pl- you probably and played about twenty. Go through every single one. No. Yeah. Uh, and this is gonna be a, a six-hour podcast. <laughs> so I pulled a few highlights that I quickly pulled from the list when I was going through because there's 643, and I'm sure I've missed some great games. Um, but Shatter was one of the first big great games, uh, Brick Breaker. Uh, Infamous Two was one of your first games. Uh, Little Big Planet, um, Borderlands, Spec Ops: The Line, Demon Souls, Uncharted Three, Resogun, as we discussed earlier. I think we've gotten um, every Uncharted game at this point, haven't we? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, several times because they've done the collection as well, which I'll come yeah. up to. Um, Rocket League was a big, big hit, and that was something that launched on PS Plus, and that's something where they were doing that initially, early in the PS4's life where new games would debut on PS Plus. Yeah. And that really, really kind smart. of... It was, and I think that kind of stopped at Rocket League. I think it happened a few times, but then as the library built up, they started to rely more on the back library, and probably cheaper too. Um, but Injustice Gods Among Us, Tales from the Borderlands, I wouldn't have played Tales from the Borderlands if it wasn't for PS Plus. Was this, um, when it when it came out, was it when it was completed and you could d- play all five episodes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The entire thing. It was, it was um, well after the okay. season had finished. Okay. Yeah, T- Tales from the Borderlands is my favorite, um, not only Borderlands game, it's my favorite Telltale game, too. Yeah. Oh. I think it's phenomenal. Um, Knack, uh, I know people hate on Knack, but I actually think Knack's a good game. So, and my kids really love it. Uh, Bloodborne, I'm not a big Bloodborne guy, but I know people love that. Ratchet and Clank's uh, 2016. So I wouldn't have tried uh, Bloodborne without it being on PlayStation Plus, and I got about 15 minutes into it. So I'm glad it was on PlayStation Plus. Because I, if yeah. I had paid money for that and not gotten into it the way... I know a number of other people do. I would have felt really bad. Um, I felt if I paid money for it, I would have had to try to keep playing it, and I don't know how it would have felt. Uh, you got the entire Quantum Dream games, uh, Beyond Two Souls, and then they did Detroit Become Human, and um, uh, what's the other one? Heavy Rain. I didn't put. Heavy Rain was the following month. Um, the Borderlands, the Handsome Collection, was free on it. The Last of Us Remastered, the Nathan Drake Collection, Shadow of the Colossus. They've really hit hard with a lot of their first you're, party you're titles. Mi- you're missing the most important PS Plus game we've ever gotten, and that's PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Oh, that is a great game. It's a fantastic game. Yeah, so please play that. Uh, I want a sequel. Uh, so <laughs> uh, can I quickly highlight, um, my two yep. favorite months in the entirety of PlayStation Plus were actually May of 2015 and June of 2015. Um, so these two months, there were almost no like big AAA first party games, but almost every single one I enjoyed in some fashion. May we had Guacamelee uh, one, Ether uh, one, game. which is like so a good. adventure game, not as good but decent. Uh, the Unfinished Swan, uh, Race the Sun, which is like this. I mean, Infinite I feel like runner it's, almost yeah on the Vita. Hohokam, which is like a weird indie mm-hmm. art game. Murasaki Baby, which is like a indie art platformer and then june we had metal gear solid 5 ground zeros we had skulls of the shogun which is by far i think one of the most underrated game indie games i've played in the past couple of years cloudberry kingdom which was okay uh call of war's gunslinger for the playstation 3 which was shockingly shockingly good uh and then super exploding zoo which was fine and future iridium ep deluxe which was also fine uh, so and not that, every game in that selection was fantastic, but the standouts really stood out. And I, I think that was where you were in like the heyday of PlayStation Plus games, because the month after yeah. that you had Rocket League. The month after that you got Limbo. After That's that right. you you had things like um, let me just quickly look through the list a little bit. Uh, Super Time Force Ultra, which was really cool. Super Meat Boy, Broken Age. 
the second season of The Walking Dead by Telltale oh, Broken Games. Broken Age was so good. Like there, there's a lot of really good stuff in there around 2015, 2016. Well, and if you want to talk the best, I still think the best month, um, and I already put the games on here, but Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank were the same month. That's yeah, that's, that's insane. Yeah. So, so my question is, with all of this praise of being like, these are the, these are like, these are like the games that we've gotten, and these are like really solid, amazing games. Why are we doing a rehab for the service? Like, what do you guys think needs to improve with it? So, I think it's lost some value um, in terms of obviously you're now down to two games, mm-hmm. where we you were at six. Um, I think part of the rehab part is the PSVR component. And they need to really look at that. I'm shocked it hasn't become a thing. They occasionally throw the one-offs do out you, there, but it's not been frequent do enough. Do you think it'll be a thing when PlayStation 5 comes out? Like, do you think that they're going to start trying to increase the value of it? Like, by If adding... they listen to this podcast, they will absolutely put all of our ideas into motion. As well, do you think, do you think day one PlayStation 5 games are going to be on PlayStation Plus? Yes. You would see. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't think they, they did will. It, they did it with PS4 though, didn't they? Yeah, Resogun and Contrast were so, like d- the day they came out. You were able to play those two games. I okay. feel like yeah. we we're, we have a different PlayStation in 2020 than we had in 2015 or 2014. So, Remind me when they came. 2014. Huh? 13. 13. 13. Jesus Christ, I'm old. Um, I I feel like Sony is going to rest on their laurels here of, oh, well, you can play PS4 games on your PS5, so we'll give you PS4 games, and it'll be fine, right? And it won't be, Mm -hmm. unless those games are absolute bangers. They'll pull a Don Matrick Xbox One. We have a device for you. We have a a PlayStation Xbox 360. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What what needs to to be improved? And I, I think Xbox right now, when it when it comes to game pass and everything they're killing it um mm-hmm. like you me- mentioned off the top that it, it at the beginning of playstation plus plus it felt kind of like what game pass feels like now um but okay so with xbox game pass like what they've there there's two ways to to have game pass you can just get game pass right which i believe is like a 15 dollar subscription for us yeah um monthly or whatever um but they also offered the the ability at you know no extra charge to change your instead of having two separate subscriptions one for xbox live uh gold which gets you free games like playstation plus um but also the uh the game pass included that rather than having two separate subscriptions the game pass ultimate subscription which is both things and that gets you access to you know the, the couple of hundred games that are in game pass every month and so looking through this whole list of games imagine if like let's say you missed a couple months of these imagine through a game pass like service you could still go and play them if you missed it at if you missed adding it to your account so like with this hypothetical do you think then they would combine playstation plus with playstation now i think that's probably the smartest option moving forward like they well, need to do something in that regard. Something needs to happen with PlayStation now. Uh, from everything I'm to understand, it's actually a good service now. Like the the technology works. Recently, they've been talking about their numbers, and they've gotten like I think it's like a million subscribers for PlayStation something, now. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think, it's, it's big. I yeah, think like it's we're in to line really for. Grow. Yeah, I think we're in line for a serious rebrand of PlayStation now, going into next generation, where it will be. Mm-hmm. 
PlayStation Plus Ultimate that comes with this access to this library of games you can just stream or play at any time. So yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's definitely a part of it. And the other thing to to look at from just PlayStation Plus is it is no longer about just the free games, right? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. So you're getting your cloud backup. You're getting your online, online your, your online play, which I think is the dumbest fucking thing in 2020 that Xbox, Sony, and now Nintendo are all doing for no fucking reason. Microsoft started this trend, and then Sony and Nintendo saw it and were like, we want to make free money as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, is there a cost to the servers? Because that's what I there always is, assume there, there, is. For. there is, but it's not enough to it's not enough for sixty dollars a month, like well, it's or sixty dollars a year. year. That's what I meant. So it's not that it's breaking. Like we're 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 crunching numbers here, and it's you're paying less for this, and you're paying for Netflix, right? So it's not yeah. like it's it's not breaking the bank by any stretch, but it does feel like over time we've gotten less for paying the same amount, which or at least in Canada, actually, we're paying more now than we did at the start of the PlayStation generation for the PS4 because of the dollar. So yeah, it might be that it's just impacting us more because we're not noticing that. Like, we're noticing it costing more for less service, but in some places it's not really changing in price. So maybe they don't feel it as much, but I something's got to give when it comes to what PlayStation is offering in terms of their services. PlayStation well, Plus included. The discounts don't feel as great as they used to either, do they? Or is that just me? I don't know if I've ever actually like paid attention to the discounts in either of these services. Like it's always been about the free games. So maybe like maybe in in that regard they need they do need to kind of like offer more of a discount in some things to to kind of justify that for me because I it's just not something I paid attention to. So yeah. I want me to float some ideas. First idea I want to okay. float around. Do you think that maybe they could tie certain non-gaming features into PlayStation Plus? So we go into the PlayStation 5 generation. Internet, like playing games online, is now free. It doesn't cost PlayStation Plus. But say if you want to access certain streaming functionalities or if you want to increase how much of the pastime that you spent gaming is captured and that you can share afterwards you have to subscribe to playstation plus so like maybe without playstation plus it will only save an hour of your past footage but with playstation plus it's five hours i just i I don't know how i think there would be a bit of a revolt against that even though you're getting the online free which is but it is also one of those things where like it's not like everybody uses that kind of stuff. Like it is no, it just affects a niche. smaller audience. You're it right. is just niche enough that like I can see that niche being like, all right, I'll invest in it because I really care about this. Yeah, I, I don't think that niche is large enough that it warrants reworking the way the service is being offered as it is today. I honestly think we get to next gen and nothing changes with PS Plus except that they market the fact that you can play your PS4 library on your PS5. If things don't change too much and we are only getting a small drip feed of new games uh second idea i want to float around how do we feel about sony letting people vote on what games they get to play in some capacity because it has been in the past where they haven't let people vote on them but there was that one uh playstation time where basically they said hey these are the two ps plus games for this month people said no we don't like this and so like all right we're gonna swap out one of them yeah it was uh, yeah i remember that evolution it was last year it was pro evolution soccer and then they replaced it with detroit if i'm not mistaken i think there was i feel like if we go back and far enough i feel like there used to be a voting component to the playstation blogs announcement of ps plus games or am i 
Is this Mandela? No, I don't think so. Am I Mandela affecting myself? I feel like I am. So maybe you're thinking because the PlayStation blog does regular voting for game of the month. No, this was like Like, way, way back, like the beginnings of PS Plus, but I'm probably totally wrong. I don't think so. One of the problems with PlayStation Plus in terms of trying to do a voting system is the money deals and working the contracts out. Um, It's hard to say, well, we'll only give you the money if your game wins. I mean, they could make it so that like three games come out each month. Two of the games are pre-decided and the third one is the voted upon one. Or maybe That's it true. is that the whatever whatever loses that vote ends up being a free game for next month. Like it's not, it will come eventually. Those contracts can still be written up, and just the release cadence of it can be decided upon contractually between Sony and their publishing partners. I'm yeah, um, that's not a bad way to go. Like I feel uh, like Mitch said, I think part of it is um, the branding with PS Now and figuring out what that service looks like uh, in a combination. Uh, potentially, and then you get everything. I think PS Now needs a new name so that they can refresh the launch of it. Yeah, uh, that's that's why when earlier when I said like yeah. have something similar to Game Pass Ultimate that invokes both Gold and Game Pass, I called it PS Plus Ultimate, not PlayStation Now Ultimate, because yeah, PS Plus is the brand people know and the brand people go out and invest in. PS Now is this thing that at least those in the gaming sphere know it was a failure at launch when they acquired Gaikai and launched PlayStation Now. And I've heard that it has improved immensely in terms of being able to download games and not have to stream them. But what was I, the what, P... Sorry, I didn't mean to. I was going to say, I, I tried PS Now. I streamed Ratchet and Clank all for one, and it was atrocious, and I never went back. What was the PS5 um, wording for their like their phrase? It's not greatness awaits. It was oh, play it was, has no limits. Yeah, some yeah. no limit thing. I'll, I'll, I'll like look that. it up, but keep going. Yeah. What about PlayStation Plus No Limits? Um, I think it's a little wordy. Yeah. PlayStation Limitless. Yeah. PlayStation so Forever. It's, pl- it's Play Has No Limits. Play Has No Limits. What if it's like PlayStation Play Pass? That's. I feel like that just... I feel like they're aping it's, too much on Microsoft. with like. I know it's cares? different, but like it's... It's different yeah, I enough. Just, I, I, get, I just feel like it's too similar, that they want to differentiate themselves... Even if it is essentially the same service. PlayStation mm-hmm. Now is in the past, so let's go with PlayStation then. PlayStation Future. <laughs> future. I was going to say Future is probably the right way to Play go. Play anywhere. I feel like we could uh, just so that's somebody saying, else. Yeah, that, that's we, could just, we could just keep saying words and eventually one of us will be right. So, uh, Sony executives Vita. listening, we'll figure this out. Keep We'll listening. be sure to forward this audio to them specifically because they need to hear this. Okay. Yes. Um, get it to Andy House or... Uh, I'll send it to Sean Adam Boyce. I know he doesn't work there anymore, but he's got well, connections. Yeah, GeoCorsi Gio uh, also doesn't work there, but send it to him any, anyway. I'll send it to Sean Layden as well. You know. yep. We'll yeah, just send Sean it to Layden. all the people who yeah. don't work at Sony anymore. And may, they'll probably agree with us that the branding is off and they need to fix it. Send it to the people at Nintendo. They used to work with Sony back in the day. Yeah. While we're at it, out. how about Kevin Butler? Oh, yeah. Oh. If there's one thing that can happen with the PS5, it'd be Bring back Kevin, Kevin Butler. Butler. Bring back Kevin Butler. Send Hashtag. it to okay. the guy in the Crash Bandicoot mascot costume. <laughs> who, yeah. who here is not getting a PS5 at launch? Undecided. Okay, so it doesn't really matter what they do at this point. We're all going to buy it anyway. So whatever the yeah. service is, we're going to pay for it. We just got to hope from a consumer perspective that it's better than what they're offering now. Or at the yeah. very feels... least, don't make it any worse. They're they're the market leaders right now. And I think what it comes down to is they don't need to do much. Yeah. They're going to probably and won't. It, 
and they don't need to do much this gen and that's like i think going forward uh there was a soft spot because last gen when we switched over there was no backwards compatibility on either system at -hmm. the launch period so there was a point where you could switch your systems because it didn't matter because there was no backwards compatibility and you could jump ecosystems yeah this time sorry go ahead oh no no uh uh ryan mccaffrey of ign called out um playstation uh for for this it was it was a, a quote where they said something like they're prioritizing they they believe their consumers will will also be like oh prioritizing yes, value this. over cost or something like that and like and ryan mccaffrey called, called them out and just said something along the lines of is this like the 2020 no. version of uh, what is it of um, the you'll get a second job like like what happened at the <laughs> PS3 conference? Mm-hmm. You'll get a second job to pay six hundred dollars for a PS3 because it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, and then also seeing Phil Spencer throw shade, be like, after seeing the PlayStation presentation, we feel like we've we're in a good spot with what we're going to show off in July. Like, yeah, I love the shade that we're seeing, but ultimately we know Microsoft for their services. We know Sony for the first party games and Sony's really got to bring their a game when it comes to services next yeah. gen. This is yeah. Sony's game to lose and Microsoft, yes. like Microsoft has to be the one to make all the moves. If Sony kind of just stays the course, then they'll be fine. Yeah. And that's the honest truth. People are going to stay where their ecosystem is. I think this yeah. time, unless, Microsoft, ways, unless Microsoft does something that's like, you just can't look away from it. Like, it has to be really compelling where Sony can just kind of keep doing what they're doing because what they're doing is yep. pretty good. Yep. They, and yeah, they've been doing and their, uh, get with their new PS five thing was great. And it's going to bring people, uh, but we're going to wrap this, uh, segment up. I appreciate you guys coming through on the rehab, uh, wagon with PlayStation. Me. Plus Always. you have been rehabilitated. We, we fixed it. We have fixed PlayStation plus. I want to say, I think that this segment should be renamed Rehab Wagon. I think that's a great name. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a little more... I, I like PlayStation or video game rehab more, but we can talk about I don't that. Know. Let's wrap this up. Next time, we have nothing planned? I'm not going to be here next week, so y'all are going to have to run this ship, and it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, it'll be shit on Mitch week. Yeah, yes. next uh, next weekend yeah. we re- or next week we record on Canada Day, July first, and I have plans, which means I won't be here, but you I'll have probably a be lame in chat. Family that you're. I'm seeing. sorry, I have a family and That's vacation days. Anyway. You, it's allowed. You can go see your family. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, yeah, so we're extent. gonna do a five by five about Mitch's worst moments. Um, <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna find like enough to idea. fill the list. I mean, we'll just have too many. We'll need to <laughs> well, make it a top suck. twenty list. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, why, why do I still so, host this show with you guys? Like, I feel attacked. Let's uh, go around and do, uh, plug our socials. Uh, a- Alex? Uh, so, Instagram, I am blatantly Alex, uh, where if you want to see my haircut in the upcoming week, that is where it's going to be posted. And I'm so excited. Uh, Twitter is blatantly underscore Alex. And also YouTube, I'll eventually make a new video, blatantly Alex. Perfect. Cozy? Find me on Twitter at Alex Zina and tune into twitch.tv slash Cozy Bear Live to watch me play some more of Apex's Armed and Dangerous Evolved mode. No more Sweet. Pokemon? Uh, I'm still going to be playing that in the future. I think tonight I'm just going to keep it at Apex and God of War. Mitch? I'm everywhere at Mr. Mitch George. That's Mr. Mitch George. And as a reminder, next week will be Mitch free, so feel free free to tune in uh, for all these people who left because of him. Uh, AJ, 
Uh, you can find me all over the internet, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those things, uh, at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. Perfect. You can follow me at the underscore NMAC uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can see pictures on my new computer if you want to check that out. Uh, I had a lot of fun building it. Uh, follow me on ps4blog.net for reviews that I'm doing. Um, and once again, thanks for playing. Please be better. Bye, guys. Hashtag Mitch sucks. Goodbye, everybody. We're just talking about abuse. <laughs>